0: It's Saturday Night 5.
1: S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Out Saturday, night. Another Saturday night. Saturday night. Get ready for the Saturday
0: night. Louder. Alright. Alright, right, so I didn't mess it up as much as last <laughs> time. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. It goes three, two, one, and go. So it's really four. And then like if I hold the <laughs> click down too long, like it, it turns the video back off. It's a whole thing. But hey, here we are live for Dynasty Saturday Night 5. Uh, once again, coming to you every week at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm Brian and I'm here with my co-host Josh. Josh, how you doing?
1: Doing well. I took a nice little break from football to watch the Braves win the NL East. They're going to playoffs. Beat the Mets, which is always good. So I'm yeah. doing pretty good.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I I told you last time we talked that I, I grew up a, a Mets fan. I don't really do baseball anymore, but uh, but but yeah, I I I was kind of pulling for them just because their fans kind of like deserve it after all this time. But yeah. are they gonna like Are they gonna make the wild card or?
1: Yeah, they're still in. They just they just lost the division lead they had all year, in the yeah. last like three days of the season.
0: Funny how that works out. If you're listening to the audio format, please make sure to pause and uh, subscribe to the Going for Two Live podcast feed. Um, review five stars. Mention our show and how much you love it. That'll do us a solid. If you're watching here on the YouTube's. Uh, jump on in in the chat. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. But also, while you're here, make sure you subscribe to the Going For Two live YouTube channel and give us a little thumbs up likey like on the video. Uh, so uh, we did early risers last week uh, after, you know, about you know three weeks or so of, of the season. And we said, let's make it easy on ourselves and just do fallers next week, right? Uh yep. You know, I don't know that it would have turned out uh, all that much different if we switched them or, or whatever. You know, one more week for people to fall and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's kind of we're kind of a quarter way through uh, the, the fantasy season. And <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we have some data to go on. Uh, and, you know, it's it's always a, a weird thing to say weird, but sometimes difficult. Right. Because it's a, it's a weekly dynasty podcast. Right um so we've got that long-term view we've got that you know whatever two three year window you know moving value in in the trade market and that sort of thing right but we can't like ignore what's going on each week and like pretend like it's not happening right so there's that balance between you know taking in the data and acting on it but not like a you know week to week redrafty kind of thing so i think things that like this that we've been doing like risers and fallers and Maybe we'll do some value checks or something like that in, in, in future episodes. It's is kind of a good way to, to to balance things out, right?
1: Yeah, no, I think so. And I think the, the most – the people that I see coming onto my list and radar are guys who are coming in their second and third year. You know, you might have overlooked a rookie season or they might not have played much, and they're just not performing. So that's kind of important to know know what to expect because then you can kind of gauge where they're actually at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. now that so they actually get playing time.
0: Like with the risers, I didn't want to double count because like if I was already higher on somebody, you know, and and I only nudged them up a little bit higher on somebody than consensus. That's kind of double counting to kind of call them a riser because I kind of already had them there. Same thing with the fallers, but but uh, maybe maybe I'm too negative, but it was not as hard to find five fallers (laughs) uh, for this week as I as I had uh, as it was to do uh, five risers for last week. So, uh, who wants to go
1: first? I'll go ahead and uh, start off with one of my – when I say I dislike a player, I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking about just for fantasy. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against anybody. But I'm going to start with the one that I've been the most down on and trying to tell people to be hesitant to draft. But he's still one of the most overhyped players that I've seen in a while. It's Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. I had him around 38, so like a wide receiver three. I moved him down to a 48. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just – All the problems I had coming in, like he's never had over 600 receiving yards in a season. And this year, and even in 2021, he only topped out at five receptions a game. He never had more than that. So he's not going to get you volume. He's basically going to be a touchdown or bust. And even this year, he's only had four receptions. That's the most he's had in a game. And his touchdown he had was a blown coverage and he was wide open. Mm -hmm. And so some reasons that I'm kind of down on him and which – he does still have room to improve this. He's not a good route runner. In 2021, he was the 33rd, He was in the 33rd percentile against man, 27th against zone, and 36th against press. So he doesn't do a good job of separating or getting mm-hmm. himself open. So you kind of got to, in my opinion, you kind of got to wait for some blown coverages or, you know, him just to run deep and somehow get past the guy. And then everyone was saying last year that Emmanuel Sanders was what held him back but there's really no excuse for that this year. He was the number two guy as far as receivers go. And I'd prefer Isaiah McKenzie, at least in redraft, uh, right now over Gabe Davis. Not so much. Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, Gabe's interesting because I was somebody who was, you know, kind of an early supporter and quote unquote ahead of the market. And then when things got way, you know, up there with, with the hype, I was like, whoa, hold on. Like, you know, I like him, but like, let let's, but also I kind of felt like I didn't want to say anything and, and, and chime in and agree because you know, it's like because now everybody's sick about hearing hearing about him, you know? Yeah. I but I also was like, yo, I'm the guy that liked the the band three albums ago, you know, <laughs> like you all are posers. But going into this season, I you know, I I don't, I don't think it's it's difficult for me to say that I was expecting more than I've seen. Um I was too know, even being yeah. a hater on him. Yeah. And, you know, this, I was thinking, you know, well, he's he's running the most routes on, on the team. Right. He's he's playing a lot of snaps like he's out there You know, he's bound to earn targets at, at some point. Like you can't have this. I think he's I think he's 10.7 percent uh, as, as far as targets per route run. Uh, and, you know, it's got to go up. But, like, if he's not getting that separation and not getting open, it might not go up, especially mm. when you have a, a, a target hog like Diggs to, to, to move with. So, you know, I, I am a, a little concerned. I haven't really knocked him down yet. I think I got him around, like, 32. Um, but, but, yeah, I am a little concerned. Uh, one thing I'm concerned about is that he's going to turn into, I think when you were kind of alluding to this, like a boomer bus guy. You know, and and those, and I hate those guys. <laughs> I know, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I do yeah too. they can get you like, a, they can win you a week, but damn, it's a wild ride sometimes.
1: Yeah, it feels worse losing the weeks when they bust, as opposed to it does winning the weeks when they boom. Like, I'm yeah. more upset than I am happy when.
0: Or at oh, least that's for just sure. me. So yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, actually, while we're on while we're on the bills, um, real quick. Uh, I don't know that we have an update on uh, McKenzie with the with the concussion. Uh, last I saw, he was limited on Friday, so still questionable. But um, if he doesn't get out there, Crowder's out, and that what's his face, Kumaro is out. Sneak Khalil Shakir into a couple, yeah. of, you know, DFS GPP lineups. Pittsburgh is bad against the slot, and you know why not? You know he's I, he's yeah. he, he's cheap. He's a cheap guy who could have a A spike
1: week and who knows, right? I just traded uh, last week Tyler Lockett for Shakir and I think two 23rd picks. So Mm. I like that.
0: Yeah, I I just moved a Juju for, I think I was like Shakir two thirds and a fourth. And on paper, it doesn't look very good. I was like, listen, this is an undersell. I just want to get it done because I've had a lot of bad luck trading this year. Uh, but but listen, I I like Shakir as a speculative buy, even if it's just for for next year. Uh, and yeah. I, I don't I don't need him that this year in that league. And there's a non-zero chance that you know Juju ends up just being a you know a, a high high target low ADOT guy that isn't going to score many
1: touchdowns. And you know and and that's you know nothing to write home about. Yeah, I almost put him. He was one of the honorable mentions I'd have. Juju does.
0: So uh, let's move uh, to my first uh, faller. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll take an L on this one. Uh, and that's uh, Jalen Tolbert. I don't know that it's a complete L yet. You know, the jury is still out. But um, he's a guy who, going into the NFL draft, I liked as a rookie sleeper. I said, listen, if he gets the right landing spot, good draft capital, you know, you know we, could, we could get things going. I – I looked at him, and, and and also like I'm no like film expert or anything, but I, and I listened to people who know better. And really, what what we were looking at was he needed to refine some things about his game. You know, be more crisp in, in the route running, and um, there were there were some concentration drops and and things like that. So you know, I mean, a little raw because he you know he didn't he went to I think what was it Southern Alabama or. or something like that, rather than, you know, a, a big school. So he didn't have the coaching that some of these other wide receivers do. But then the window opened where Gallup was still going to be out for a few weeks. And I was like, okay, well, now we have an opportunity, you know, to, to shine a little bit, you know, and, and maybe, you know, flash and carve out a role uh, and that sort of thing. But um, hasn't been happening. Uh, he was actually a healthy scratch for the first couple games while there was no gallop he was still a healthy scratch uh and that was concerning uh, he played one week and then was inactive again in week 4 uh and that's concerning <laughs> and yeah. you know you know Noah Brown's getting more run uh than he is right so i'm definitely not you know out on him yet so he's he's a rookie rookies do better yeah. in the second half of the season and there's room to grow you know um Devonte Adams. I'm not comparing the two, but he, he just off the top of my head, that's a, it's a well known story of like you know not being great as a rookie and, and growing, and and that could still be there, but uh, but yeah, I dropped him from uh, like the early 40s to like uh, 55, and actually down a tier. Um, I'm hopeful still for later in the season and long term, uh, but uh, but yeah, definitely what I'm seeing is, is concerning. And with some of these guys, I was looking on the DLF Trade Finder to you know see like okay, what's has there been a, like a drop in their market value, or, and that sort of thing. And really, he's only showing up as like a throw-in in bigger deals that have like you know seven, eight players in, or whatever, five players in them. So yeah, there, there's just really nothing, nothing to love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That. I I like that, but I still think because he is a rookie that you still do have some time for that. But you put him right to where I have him. I have him, I think, 58. Yeah. So yeah. maybe, like, you never hope for injuries, but maybe he's just, like, one injury away from getting a chance to prove himself. But, I mean, Noah Brown looks looks good, though. So, I mean, yeah. and Gallup already scored a touchdown. So he right. might yeah. just have to wait till next year and just stash him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's actually – I think he's tied for,
0: like – Second in my most rostered
1: players.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but we're not going to talk about that. I just reviewed the percentages today, and it does not look good. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, while we're on the Cowboys, um, Zeke, everybody – I shouldn't say everybody. Some people were telling us, oh, you know, listen, folks, you know, it was the knee last year. Like, you know, Zeke will be fine, especially in redraft. uh, i mean 2022 has been been pretty ugly i i dropped him down to let me see here i had him in like the late 20s and I see a lot of people still having him floating around there i uh, you know he was in like the mid20s like 25 something like that for me yeah that's a consensus for going for two at least i got him down at 31 and totally willing to keep going keep going lower right it's just I when i drop i usually do it like incrementally you know mm-hmm. like okay all right you're still not and then i keep dropping you know so and he's at the bottom of, of of a tier so yeah I just yeah i i, I, I mean I, zeke is I'm not gonna say like a guy's wash like because whatever i'm 44 sitting on my couch watching football <laughs> who cares right like wash the guy's like 27 but but it's. I think he is what he is now. I think he's like you know a mid-level RB two. Nothing to get excited about. You don't want him. On, he's like a hot potato as far as like dynasty goes. He's gonna probably. Uh, I hate when people say die on your roster because like it's just so morbid. But he's probably gonna just
1: you know retire on your roster
0: and, and because no one wants to be stuck holding him when that cliff hits. So
1: yeah. I mean, also the offensive line just not really playing that well for the Cowboys, at least for run blocking. So I think I don't think he solely relied on that, but that was definitely one of their strong suits. And his heyday was they had you know, four or five really good offensive linemen at all times, and they just yeah. don't really have that anymore. Yeah. But I actually moved him down a little bit to 31 also. That's where I have him. Yeah. And I have Pollard ahead of him now, which I was – I think Pollard's better, but the Cowboys don't. So That's the only reason hmm. I hesitated. But now I have Pollard ahead, just because I moved Pollard down too. We, I guess, we can maybe
0: talk about that some other time. But yeah, yeah. But uh, well, I mean, I mean, real, real quick for me, you know, I expected a lot more out of Pollard, and uh, you know, I think, I think a lot of us knew that he would never be the one, right? Like, even when Zeke moved on, if they re-signed Pollard, like, and there'd be another like you know, lead back type type guy, and, and Pollard would, would remain sort of a, you know, uh change of pace, pass catcher, and that sort of thing. But he's not even really doing that much. And it's just like – I just – there's really – I just don't see so much to like, you know, uh, in the backfield there. And and so, yeah, I got – I think I got Pollard down at like 38 now, something like that. Sorry.
1: Yeah, no, that's understandable. I thought they would lean on – I thought those two would boost up with Cooper Rush coming in, but mm. they, yeah, they, they really haven't. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Who's uh, your next person?
1: Yeah, I'll go ahead and jump to uh, one that's pretty – that people on Twitter talk about, make memes out of, make fun of. It's Russell Wilson. Mm. I moved him down from 12 to 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's only six spots, but in quarterbacks, that's pretty substantial. I basically sure. bumped a bunch of – which I'll get into after i I bumped a bunch of younger guys ahead of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's 22nd in QBR, 20th in uh, quarterback rating. He only has four touchdowns and three interceptions. And that's – like depending on your team, that's not that bad. But he has weapons to throw to. You know, we have Judy who you'll talk about, Uh, Sutton. You know, he has – he had two really good running backs, a decent tight end. So, you know, you expect those to be a little bit better than that. Uh, especially given his pedigree and the weapons around him. He's only 15th in points per game for fantasy. And the main reason I moved him down, he's 33. He doesn't really have near as much mobility as he used to. And uh, like at around 15 points per game, I'd much rather have a young quarterback who can put up similar numbers, but I have the chance of him improving and having a higher ceiling. So because of that, I just I bumped him down to 18. Because he's not even at that age, he's not – at this point, a win now, quarterback that can go out there mm-hmm. and do twenty points a game like Aaron Rodgers and Brady Kim.
0: Sure, yeah, and and they're kind of they're kind of uh, stuck with his contract. Like mm-hmm. the first two years are were low, but then it's gonna like get a lot higher, and he's gonna be thirty five by then. So, uh, do not really doesn't really look good. a lot of concerns with the coaching, too. So let no, me ask that's... you this. Yeah. The reason the reason I did, I didn't I haven't bumped him down yet is kinda I already kinda had him floating between like twelve and fifteen anyway. And it's like, mm-hmm. eh, you know. Um for me to move him down, he'd have to go below like say Lanson and Fields and mix in with like Stafford and Carr and Cousins. Um so what do you have Lanson Fields ahead of him now? Like
1: or not? Uh, yeah, I haven't moved Lanson Fields down too much. I think a lot of the stuff with Justin Fields is scheme, you know, and they just do not seem to want to give him weapons to throw to. And Lance, you know, he, he got hurt. So I'm, I'm not moving them too much yet, but I did. Uh, I moved up Zach Wilson ahead of him, Mac Jones, Deshaun oh, Watson, wow. and Stafford right there behind him. I like Mac Jones. He's trying to learn a new system as a young quarterback. Like his mm. rookie year, he showed flashes of not elite accuracy, but definitely like top ten accuracy in the mm. league and – with the right coaching staff, he could be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could see
0: that, right? But mm-hmm. like, I'm just not there yet. I mean, for me, Max Jones is all floor, no ceiling, and Zach Wilson is all ceiling, no floor. And you know, if I'm looking at things, say in a in a you know two year window or something like that, I think I feel I feel much safer uh, with Russ. But um, but I but I mean, like I get the argument. Yeah, I'm just see- yeah.
1: I've got him right there where you typically in super flex, especially dynasty, he's your super flex spot or your second QB. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at that point I'd rather either like in Scott fishball, I went with the floor with Mac Jones, but in a dynasty league, I might try and go with the ceiling for that. And then, you know, wait a little bit and get like another, another older player, like Tannehill Matt Ryan, someone like that, you know, I can plug in if, so I'm just kind of out on Russ at this point. I got you.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's one of those things, you know, for me, I, it, it's I move them down slow, you know, like mm-hmm. I can't I, it's hard for me to go, OK, you're here and now, boom, you're here. It's like, OK, I got you here. Let me see. OK, you know, you're still not, you know. And, and so I would imagine, you know, if think OK, so. if Twitter was all over that that ugly game with with the cults, right? Like, um, oh, yeah. And people were ripping on, on him and, you know, missing wide open receipts. Like, not just, like, missing, like, the throw, but missing seeing them and 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 that sort of thing. Uh, but then a lot of people are pointing to uh, coaching, right? No Javante. It was a Thursday game, short week. Um, like, how much of it is Russ and how much of it is he's stuck in a bad environment there?
1: I think it's probably – I'd say 60% coaching and environment, 40% him because, you know, he did miss some throws. He might not be completely comfortable with the offense yet, but Mm. with someone that's like 33 years old and been in the league, you kind of hope for him to pick up on it a little quicker. Mm -hmm. But, and he also, the biggest thing for me, he lost his mobility to get out of the pocket and he can still roll out, but he, he don't have that scramble ability, or at least doesn't seem to be, maybe they don't want him to run, but he just Mm. lost that. And that was a big part of like extending drives that way, you're not just doing three and outs. You know, he could scramble and yeah. get seven yards on a third and seven. You know, yeah. he just doesn't seem to do that anymore. But nice. I would put more on the coaching.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I have concerns
0: there. Which kind of mm-hmm. I might as well segue now in, into Jerry Judy being a, a faller for me. Got a lot of crap uh, uh, for this uh, from my uh, my co-host on on Dynasty Fever. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not out on Judy. I like the player. He's got a great skill set. He runs very good routes, right? Um it hasn't turned into targets. You know, and that means something. I think Gabe Davis, he might not be earning targets, but Judy, it's just a matter of like, he's not getting them. Cause he because, yeah. you know, as my co host was saying, he watches things like like this a lot closer than I do. Like there, Judy's beating people, but Russ isn't just is just isn't throwing to him right and so there ha- so for me it's like okay there is something to well that's bound to change law of averages but i also am concerned that just like he loves Sutton you know and he's he's got that relationship with him, and you know i don't see anything you know that says a that's going to change or b russ is going to you know start to explode and have you know these huge games that that we've seen him have uh, in seattle so you know i i got no reason to love the offense i got no reason to love the coaching uh as we just said you know the quarterback is losing some shine um so he dropped from like again not big like the late 20s to like 33 for me uh but into a lower tier now a turnaround is definitely possible right i'm not saying you know fade judy sell judy judy's awful Right. Um, but I just can't justify putting him ahead of some of the guys that he was like formerly on top of. You know, I, I just yeah. can't do that at the moment. Right. So I'm going to run through a couple of trades from the DLF trade finder for you. Okay. Uh, so uh, September 28th, I wanted to pull one that was a that was a, a good bit old. That's like uh, 10 days old. Right. Uh, Judy at a 24 third for a 24 first.
1: I'll take the Judy side on that one just for the upside potential with him. Same.
0: Right? Uh October 4th, a little closer, right? Uh Judy and a 23 second for Goff and a 23 third. So what there, you're saying, you what you're saying there essentially is that Goff is better than Judy or higher value than Judy.
1: Yeah. I mean, Goff has looked really good this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still got a few years left in sync. He's not that old. Mm-hmm. But I still would take this chance on Judy, I think. Uh, yeah, one. I think, you know, even a super flex, I think probably Judy in a second. Unless I really needed a quarterback. I was going to say, if you had like, say, two on Dak as your two quarterbacks and your other one was like Baker Mayfield or something, I might go do that just so you can, huh. you know what I mean? So it, yeah. if you're desperate, you know.
0: All right, so October 6th, which was the day of the game. So we don't know if this was done before a game or, or, or at night after. Judy straight up for Goddard. Tight end premium, I'm taking Goddard. I uh, yeah, I was thinking the same. Like uh, that that's where you're starting to inch toward mm-hmm. like, okay, tight end premium. I'm willing to, you know, take a guy like Goddard, then, you know, uh, because wide receiver is really deep, you know, and tight end
1: is ugly. <laughs> so well, you know and he he gets insane like yards per catch yards after catch he's really good at it. he just I was listening to the CBS podcast and Jacob Gibbs was on there and he was talking about how out of like I can't remember the exact but out of like 15 throws in the red zone 11 targets with AJ Brown. Mm. So I think that could spread out to Goddard and some other people so, and if that does he's he's going to skyrocket. Yeah. So yeah, I would I'd take Goddard probably.
0: Yeah, people forget how athletic Goddard is, mm-hmm. you know. Um But, yeah, um, I got him ahead of Hawkinson now. Like, I just – yeah. All right. uh, Who's next for you? All
1: right. So, I'm going to jump on and do Cam Akers. Mm. I I only drafted one out of 20, I think, 18 leagues. I only drafted Cam Akers in two of them. I regret doing it in both of them because I was kind of down on him. I had him at 26, moved him Mm. to 32. So, I didn't move him down a lot, mainly because of his age. Um, but his you know, his three point one yards per carry ranks forty eighth in the league. The Rams' offensive line does not look good. They're not given any any time for Matt Ryan to throw or any mm-hmm. room to run. He looks sluggish coming off the injury, and in a committee, getting no passing work. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm basically out on him just for this year, and I'll reevaluate because he's only got two receptions on three targets, and he's losing work to Daryl Henderson who. I'm not that high on either. I just think he's just average for NFL mm-hmm. and i don't think I don't think I'll bump him down much more than that because I am going to bank on a bounce back in twenty twenty three but he might just not have been able to heal from that injury, and he might not be the same. There is that always that possibility
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, especially juxtaposing his recovery and and coming back with that of uh, uh James Robinson, you know, who also had an Achilles, but we're not seeing this happened. And and so I I think we are in, you know, uh, we're starting to, to know more about like ACLs, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how they're, they're not a death knell for a career, but the first year you're back might be a little iffy, right? I don't know that we're there with that much um, data, if you will, on this Achilles stuff, right? Because, you know, we've never really seen running backs come back from one. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Marlon Mack comes to mind and,
1: Dante Foreman is another one, I think, but he's still uh, RB2 on a team. Yeah. So he's not like right. that. I will say on James Robinson, I don't have the numbers on me because we weren't talking directly about him, but yeah. his mm-hmm. production and like his metrics are starting to go down a little bit. I don't know if that's people just more aware of him, stacking the box more. Yeah. But that will be something to monitor if there's like fatigue or if it might just be like a worse injury than we thought for the Achilles as opposed to an AC. Yeah.
0: Well, I. It's also, I think, gonna. He's one of He's one of those guys where he he's he's at the point in my rankings where it's like it's it's kind of like game script and matchup are gonna determine you know him Mm -hmm. you know uh, how he does Um, you know you would think going into the year that Jacksonville is gonna have to throw a lot. Lawrence has looked good, but you know the team's doing okay. And you know, like for example, this week I think they're playing the Texans, right? So you know do we really expect them to have to throw a lot in that game you know, i i would think Should've. so right so it should be a, a j rob day and i don't i don't know like if i'm if i'm a defense okay fine i try to stop that but the minute you put like what eight guys you know in in the box i'm just tossing it to christian kirk anyway so i don't know you know it may yeah. it may open things up for him yeah but you know, I'm not I'm not an OC for sure. So with 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. with acres, <laughs> um again, he's one of those like I'm I'm dropping him slowly. Uh what's where is the
1: what's the number that you have him at? For I'm at I'm at 32. And wow. I, that's wow. I mean he's losing out in a in redraft rankings, I would probably have Daryl Henderson higher, and that's just mm. ugly to me. You know what I mean? Like that just yeah. But I'm I, like I said, I'm not gonna move him down any further than what I have him right now, because I'm just gonna wait and see. But that's just basically when I look at my rankings, if I'm drafting or like giving advice, just don't just avoid him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You
0: know, I he I mean, I have I still have him at like 17. So okay. for me it's 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 a thing of I'm like I'm slow to creep you up. I'm slow to creep you down. You know, I'm slow to be convinced. I'm slow to lose faith. Right. Um you know, so and like the next few guys below him, like AJ Dillon. I like AJ Dillon the player. They might keep Aaron Jones around, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might might retire next week if he's whatever gets pissy and you know what <laughs> you know, like his ponytail isn't, his, his man bun isn't, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. So it's it's a little. I think there's a little bit of, of concern there. J. Rob, you know, we just talked about, still, you know something to watch um Elijah Mitchell you know still out and you know who knows anymore with him how confident you are in him in a two-year window yeah. and I'm, I'm just naming guys that are right below Acres Monty, CEH, Etienne, Aaron Jones like I like I get it you know there's really not much to to like from what you're seeing from Acres so far coming back from the Achilles But I I don't know that any of those those guys are are that much more convincing to be on top
1: of them. But, you know, that's just me. See, the people I have above him, like ranked higher than him, is Zeke, Miles Sanders, and Montgomery, and then Pollard. Mm -hmm. I would much rather have those, especially if I'm drafting a dynasty over Cam Akers right now. Mm -hmm. But him and Gabe Davis are two of the people that if I see – some improvement. I'll definitely move him up. But Cam mm-hmm. Akers in space just doesn't look like he's able to make people miss. He's not breaking tackles, so I'm just I'm just assuming he's not 100 percent healthy. All
0: so right. so uh, my third faller. We should have we should have had like a free fall. <laughs> like, you know, like a, a drop for that. Jeff, get yep. on that, please. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, another small L. Uh, for me actually wait you know what we were talking about acres i'm just gonna i'm just gonna segue into another ram i I know we don't want to like talk rams football all all night but let's talk about matt stafford right i think even when he was successful in la i I was saying to folks like i don't think he has as many good years left as you think he does um you know and i think people were kind of oh you know over the moon over their skis uh with him um You know, and the shine started coming off later in the season last year. The back started telling us that, like, "Mm, you know, it may be a thing that that pops up once in a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, He had now he has a bad offensive line. He's quarterback 46 through four weeks. Um, He's got a very good completion percentage. It's like 70.7 or something like that. But everything's short right now. Everything might be short because he has, you know, he's under pressure and he's got – no protection, but like, do we all of a sudden think the offensive line is supposed to get, uh, you know, much better? And you know, and then you look at it. There's not much running game as we just talked about uh, with with Acres uh, and Henderson. The team has sold a lot of their picks. So when you think yep. about what the future is going to look like for adding offensive line or weapons for him,
1: you know, uh, He's uh, scraping up uh, veterans that nobody else wants. Yeah,
0: I mean. Again, it's kind of like a like a double counting thing. I kind of already had him at like 12 or 13 below where some people had him. And he's down to 15 for me. Uh, and he's now in a tier with uh, Carr and Cousins. I mean, I'm perfectly willing to put him at 17 and, and put him as the third person in that tier. Like, that's not you know, like it's, it's not, um, out of the question and, 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 you know, lost in all this, I haven't even said the guy is 34 years old. Yeah. Right. So with,
1: with the elbow injury and his throwing arm, that seems to be chronic. So.
0: Oh yeah. I, I, even, you know, <laughs> I, since we hadn't heard about it in a while, I thought maybe that was just like a thing that was whatever, yeah. but yeah, you know.
1: I think it's like an annoyance that he can play through and it doesn't mm-hmm. affect his ability, but he probably just puts up with, and it's probably mm-hmm. sore.
0: So that's my uh, guess. Uh, uh, a couple trades, a, a long one ago, uh, September 24th, Devontae Adams and a 24 fourth for Elijah Moore and a 24 first.
1: Yeah. I'm smashing the first and Elijah Moore on that one.
0: See, to me, that's, that is a, a totally dependent on what my team is. If I'm a contender, I'm totally taking the Stafford side at on September 24th. And if I'm not, then I'm taking the, the uh, Elijah side closer a couple days ago. Stafford and Marvin Jones
1: for Pierre strong and Rashad Bateman. I I like Bateman more than both of the players. So I'd probably take that side unless I'm like absolutely win now. And I need those players, but Marvin Jones isn't even really, he's the third right now, the third option behind Zay Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: and to me, like the difference between those two trades and is like how the muddy have fallen. Like that's, I mean, and these are all super flex, by the way, right? So I mean yeah. if you're I mean, that's Stafford's value a couple days
1: ago. Well, I can say this in a 14 team it's, this is redraft, but in a 14 team league, I waited to draft quarterback and I was like, well, I'll take a shot on Stafford. Someone dropped Trevor Lawrence week one, I picked him up and I've started him since. So it's yeah. I don't like having two quarterbacks, but I am still holding hope that they can somehow right the ship yeah. and you know mm-hmm. get better. But I benched him for Trevor Lawrence and redraft.
0: And just real quick, uh, um, another faller that we wanted to to note is uh, is a Rob. You know, a lot a lot of people were you know buying up some a Rob, saying you know change the scenery, get out of Bearsville and Matt Nagy and all that. You know, I was like, mm, I don't see it, and it's not materializing. You know, I don't know. Like if he gets better protection, is he going to target Allen Robinson more? I, I just I just you know, so he's down in like the fifties for me now.
1: No, I'm with you. I, I thought it would be better, but I never got him out outside of a wide receiver three. And I traded him in one of my dynasty leagues for Elijah Moore in a 24 third. So it's, yeah, people were, had him up as like in their top 20s. Some people did. I I don't, I don't know. He yeah. had like a few really good years. Yeah, But it's just, I don't see it anymore. Yeah. It's who's not a naggy problem anymore.
0: Right. You know, yeah. 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 Uh, so who's your <laughs> next person?
1: Uh I'm gonna go with this is a small L on my part. I was probably too high on him, Chase Edmonds. Mm. Uh I had him at twenty six, I moved him down to thirty-eight. I'm realizing that I coming into the year, I thought he would be the main guy in Miami. I didn't have much faith in most either A staying healthy or you know, just being better, but he has been. And his usage is dropping each week, started out sixty-three percent. In week one, now it's up to 28% in week four. So it's trending in the wrong direction. He does have 30 touchdowns. So I think all of his fantasy value is just leaning on touchdowns and red zone work. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that stays up or stays the way it was. And then over the last three games, he's only averaged six and a half touches and 29 yards per game. So if he doesn't yeah. get a touchdown, he's a huge bust. And yeah. people are drafting him inside the top eight rounds, I think, probably. Yeah. So it's just. I'm just going to leave him down at 38. Yeah.
0: I was willing to listen, you know, make the case for him being useful in, in, in Miami. And I think I had him in like um, maybe the early thirties, like 30 or 31 go. Uh, but I think I got him down to like 43 now at the bottom of a tier. And yeah, I just have so little interest uh, at, at this point in, in him. Um, you know, he, he's, He's got receiving chops. He's still only 26. Uh, although, you know, people say that's, you know, they're getting there for running back, but that's a whole other episode. Um, you know, but what's when we think about it from a dynasty standpoint, right, we're, we're asking ourselves, wh- how is this going to play out moving forward? Do we see something changing in the near future for, for, for these guys, their value going up or something turning around? And I have no reason to believe that as long as Mostert is competent as an early down back, and as long as they've got Hill and Waddle to throw to, that you know, anything's
1: gonna get much better for for Edmonds. See, kind of like we mentioned for Tony Pollard, I just see him kind of always being a change of pace back. If this wasn't his year, like to be the main back in his own scheme offense, which he was supposed to be the best at, then I just don't think it's gonna happen. And I'm kind of afraid if Mostert gets hurt. Sonny Michelle, if he's healthy, he's just going to jump right into that role, and it's just – Wait, you know, he he's might not on a... it. Sonny Michelle's on the Chargers still, isn't he? Who am I thinking of? They have another one. I might just be completely wrong. Oh. I thought they had a third option there. Gaskin? No, besides that. I'll look it up. I might be thinking of somebody Michelle else. Michelle started team. the year on no, the Falcons, but I think – That might there. be what I'm thinking of. He, you're right. He is a Charger. Yeah. I don't know, well, either way, I just – I don't – Without injuries, I don't see him taking over being the main guy. Someone was asking me about uh, like spending Fab
0: on Latavius Murray the other day, and I was and I was answering the question as if he was a saint because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I didn't get the ping you know the news that he yeah. he was on the Broncos. So, I mean, sometimes it's hard to keep track. You know, these veteran yeah, running backs just pop all around from 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 team to team. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our our friend uh, Julia uh, checking in uh, as usual. Our our weekly uh, uh, guest uh, riding along with us. Always appreciate you. Good to see you. All Always. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm up now, right? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with um, Edmonds' former teammate, James Conner, right? Um, going into this year, we knew that the TD rate, the TD efficiency uh, wouldn't repeat, right? Yeah. Uh, and when you take that away, What's left? You know, not seeing much, right? Uh, You don't have much. He's volume and TD dependent, right? He's inefficient with what he gets, uh, which is why he's volume dependent. Uh, He has some pretty good receiving numbers this year. I think it's like uh, 13 for 95 and a touchdown or something like that. You know, so that's not, that's not too bad. Um, You know, but there's also coaching concerns. There's also, he's been banged up and, and his age, um, you know, I was willing to kind of listen and have him in the late 20s, around that Zeke range, going into the season. I've got him down to 37 at, at a bottom one tier lower and a and at a bottom of, of that tier, um, because when I look at the Cardinals, I, I I look at a team where where I where I think, okay, what has to happen really for for Connor to shine, right? You know positive game script right good offensive line right and when you have then a team where we're not seeing much of either because their defense is is well especially the game script their defense is bad right when you have a running quarterback like Kyler right the just the, the, it's the things are adding up where I don't see good news for Connor in the next year or so so i so he's a he's a follower for me uh what
1: say you no I'm with you I was I was too high on him coming into the year just because I thought that even though the you know there would be regression with the touchdowns, I thought he would still be – I'll just say I thought the Cardinals would be better on offense. And when they're not as good on offense, you know, he's not going to be as good. I thought that he'd have a lot more red zone opportunities. And he's only averaging 3.2 yards a carry compared to, you know, Benjamin's five. And they're using him more in the passing work too now, you know, Benjamin. So – I need to drop him a little bit more than I have, but I probably have him, like, I think right around 30, so.
0: All right, Uh, October 4th, Connor straight up for Dalton Schultz. Now, the thing about the trade
1: finder is it doesn't have a checkbox for tight end premium, so. Even then, I'm kind of out on Schultz. I still would probably take James Connor just because running backs aren't there, and he is, for now, still the guy, but. Out on Schultz. Yeah, I've never been that high on him.
0: I mean, uh, he's not going to be
1: tight end three like he was last
0: year, but still out on him.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I have him in like the teens, but people were just people had him in the top ten. I just didn't really see that. I got him at like nine, I think, right now. Yeah, Um, just because
0: I thought he would get, I guess, more targets than he's gotten, you know. But he's been
1: he was banged up too, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah,
0: so yeah, yeah. That
1: that didn't have anything to do with it. I just thought, you know, with Gallup. And honestly, Tolbert, I just thought yeah. he, his production would drop. But then again, tight ends like a, a wasteland, right? So, yep.
0: like when I think about the guys that are right below him, like I don't know, um, like Komet, Njoku, and uh, you know, a couple other guys, Irv Smith, and
1: right, like you know, I think the only I don't even have Njoku higher, but I could see the argument. I have him higher than all those, but I do like Njoku. I was high on him coming mm-hmm. into the season.
0: I like them, right? But it's like, yeah, but like in that bunch of that I have in the, like a tier of like nine to 12 or eight to 12, it's like, you know, can you tell me that like week to week, Najoku is going to be a consistent performer compared to Schultz? No, nah. I don't really know, right? You know, I, yeah. I, can't, I can't say that right now. Um, Lockett and Connor, this is October 5th, one day later. This is a doozy. Rock, Lockett and Connor for rojo a 23 third and a 24
1: fourth i mean if you're absolutely rebuilding and just trying to get rid of your older assets i guess you'd take the picks but rojo does absolutely nothing for me so you're basically trading those two for picks he's a healthy scratch
0: like I, i to me that's a huge stinker and and whoever got the Rojo side, sorry if you're
1: listening, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, especially 24 uh, for 24 picks. Like I said, I would, I'd especially Lockett, how good he's doing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Connor straight up for Alec Pierce. Mm, that that depends on what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to yep. accrue mm-hmm. young guys, Alec Pierce. But if you're trying yep. to win, James mm-hmm. Connor. Yeah. Um. Connor for Jacoby Myers.
0: I'm taking Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Right. Which uh, leads me to uh, Julia's question um, that I'm lower on on Mac Jones and wondering which aspect of his game. Uh, it's not so much that there's an aspect of his game that I hate. He's a competent quarterback, you know, that is accurate. But he's pretty vanilla. Right. To me, he's all floor, no ceiling. Like I can plug him in and he's going to be a steady QB two, I can put him in my super flex spot, like you know, whatever. But like you know, no rushing chops, no. I don't think he has a, a big ceiling to grow. You know, I think he is what he is, and that's what we're gonna get. And you know, he's he's competent, but you know, I have no reason to put him ahead of uh, you know Cousins or Carr or uh, or even Stafford yet. You know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at, uh, with Mac. Yeah. All right.
1: Who is your next guy? So I think this should be the last guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saved the other Bronco for last, um, this Albert O. Mm-hmm. I have him down We from are 15. picking on the Broncos tonight. We yeah, are. we are. I mean, it's hard not to if you watch, if you watch the games. But I yeah, yeah. have him down from 15 to 21, so not a huge drop. Right. But most of that's because I thought he'd be the tight end one. And then Dul- Dul- Dulcich? Dulcich? How do you pronounce that? I think it's Dulcich, yeah. Dulcich. Uh, I thought he might be, like, the tight end two. They might compete, but he's hurt. And because he's hurt, he's not even beating out Eric Saubert for – Top tight right? end spot. Yeah, uh, Salbert has 220 snaps to Alberto's 118. Yep. The targets and receptions are similar, but uh, Salbert still has more yards and has a touchdown. And that's even though he's still fairly young, that's still very alarming. That he's you know when Dulcich comes back, I think he's going to be third on the depth chart because I think he'll step in as either the one or the two because I think he's better. But the offense has not been good. Russ is not looking towards the tight ends, and if anything. Like him bumping down moves Dulcich up.
0: Yeah, um, with Albert O, it was interesting because we liked a few things that we saw—kind of athletic, and hmm. you know, had 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 made a few nice plays in, in, in his cameos. We knew that Russ uh, likes to throw to tight ends, um, and then this, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Beck, I believe, uh, was rolled out in the uh, in the first game, and uh, you know, and you're, you know, Eric Salbert, right? So, I think I think when I look at this, I think similar thing to Judy. Russ isn't looking his way, right? Um, bad coaching, uh, a lackluster offense, um, and unlike Judy, though, like competition coming off the IR soon. Um, so yeah, I kind of really took a dip on on Albert O. He's all the way down at 29 for me. He went from like 17 to like 29. I just have no faith that there in the short term, he's going to in the near future, he's going to turn things around. And with tight end 1, you know, it's 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 pretty volatile, right? So this may change, right? But two when you get below a certain like spot in the rankings, it's kind of redrafty because you know you might as well slot this person in as as your tight end too. You know, especially if you're trying to win. So, you know, I just I don't I don't see enough reason anymore to have faith. You know. Yep. Uh, and 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 so you know that that has uh, affected uh, his ranking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to move a couple shares here and there while I can. See if people are still, you know, on that bandwagon, and uh, it's, been tough. it's been tough. Yeah,
1: I, I only have him in a team I took over. I didn't draft any of them. It's not that I didn't want him. I just when he went, I just wasn't looking for tight ends there. So I don't, I luckily, don't have that issue too bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Like right now, if I was say uh, I don't know, even even a two year window, if we're thinking some of these tight ends are older, right? Uh, I'm taking Tunyon. I'm taking Higby. Taking Logan Thomas, right? Um, I might start to drop Jelani Woods a bit. Um, I mean, I knew he was raw, but you know they're loving Mo Cox still. I got Bellinger ahead of him, right? I got Hunter Henry still ahead of him. Like, you know, I uh, it's I'm I'm just I'm just kind of you know lost faith. Speaking of tight ends that have lost their shine and dipped, this is also an L for me. Uh, and that's uh, that's Adam Troutman, you know, didn't have a super athletic profile. Right. Uh, we knew that. Um, but I remember hearing an analyst say, uh, yeah, but when Sean Payton spends a third round pick on a tight end, we need to pay attention. Right. And we saw flashes. Right. And it's still only his third year, but it's just not happening. Um you know, I stashed him. I bought him cheap here and there. I, you know, waiting for that breakout, waiting for, you know, uh, return on investment, uh, so to speak. Um, and like I said, he's flashed, but he's already seemingly eclipsed by Jawan Johnson. Um, he, like last week I think was the first time he outsnapped Jawan Johnson, but that didn't mean much because Jawan Johnson was getting the targets. Um, you know, uh, I think Winston, you know, <laughs> likes to throw the ball deeper than Breeze mm-hmm. did. So I think that transition is not good for him. Uh, and Wilson, uh, Winston, as much as, you know, it's a bad QB for him. He's not probably going to be there next year. And so we don't know, you know, so there's quarterback uncertainty. Um, he may not be a thing ever. This may just be one of those things where yeah. like we, we liked it and, it and it didn't work out. Devin Asi Asi and Dalton Keene were third-round picks, right? And people liked them and were making the case for, like, watch these guys. You know, they, you know, they spent third round on them. They're Where are they, right? Uh, and so uh, Troutman is, is, went from, like, 26-ish to, like, 40 um, and, uh, and toward the bottom of the tier that he's in uh, for me. Uh, and I couldn't even find really any trades for him on the trade finder uh, <laughs> September 30th. Who's buying them? Right. So I, mean, I think
1: they're just dropping them at this point. Right. Yeah.
0: September 30th was the last <laughs> one I could find uh, Troutman for a, Troutman and a 23 second for Baker.
1: I mean, I'd almost rather have the 23 second over Baker anyways. So right? Like, yeah, it's like travel's right. just an add on. Yeah. It's
0: like, give me the side with the second. They're both turns. <laughs> yeah. Right. But give me the side especially with the, the second. Especially a
1: 23 pick. You could get someone pretty good for that, actually. Yeah, you never know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the hit rate, especially as you get down to like the mid second, whatever. But it, remember it's also currency, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can you can use it in, in trades too. Um, so that just about we did we each did five, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That does it for our early fallers. So any sort of final thoughts, uh, sort of overall picture things you learned tonight or things that stand out to you?
1: The main thing I learned was I probably, I might be a little too reactionary with the rankings. I like to move people down as I see it, as opposed to let it sit. And that's just me being impatient. But I do stay on top of them. So if I do see it, I will always adjust. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's the main thing I learned. Uh, you know, with a lot of this receipt stuff going around on Twitter, I haven't really had too many horrible takes yet. So it wasn't terribly hard to find followers. Mainly a few guys I was low on, older guys, mm-hmm. that I thought would be better and they were just done.
0: So let's let's talk about that real, real quick. You know, um, uh, I blocked them. Yeah, right. And it's not because I don't want to be on there. Right. Like I've been accountable about my L's. In fact, mm-hmm. I, in fact, uh, what I wanted to pitch to you after this episode is that we do a whole week next week on L's. Yep. Right. Uh, and, and so like, I'm totally okay with that. Yep. Um, it's the principle. It's the creation of something simply to go after people in what is supposed to be a fun hobby that very few of these people are paid for and people get things wrong all the time. It's part of, the, it's part of what happens, right? Yeah. I'm more concerned, like, did you have a bad process than did you have bad results, right? Um, yeah. Are there people that they've highlighted who I think are ones that I tend to shy away from? Yeah, maybe, but that, that's not the point. The point is that that this is like a full on like troll negativity uh, nonsense. Uh, like we're all just kind of having fun and we all know that we can't predict the future and we all get things wrong. Right. Even a good better like who, who in sports betting comes out on top is winning what like fifty 51- one to like 60% of their bets or let's say like that. 60% yeah, tops like, probably. They, like they're losing a lot like come on mm-hmm. folks like let's be real about this I'm not one of those PD positive fart rainbows like everybody's got to love each other thing but like there's got to be a
1: reason for like critique and, and
0: and negativity and this this ain't it
1: it it also just kind of reeked of jealousy and toxicity it's like like yeah, I pointed out when people were wrong on stuff that they were diehard on it. You know, we had it back and forth, but there's a way to go about doing that, and and it did seem very targeted towards certain people, and that's why it felt like it was jealousy. People that yeah. had maybe more followers, a better job in the space. Uh, it just it's just a huge red flag doing yeah. it like that, making a whole account just to shit on people when they were wrong. You know? Yeah,
0: and when I when I replied to somebody who. Who was like, you know, we should we should block them. And I said essentially what I told what I said to you is I blocked them. But I'm a nobody. They don't nobody cares what I get wrong. But, you know, it was the principle. Right. Like what what was what was really disappointing was that two people like chimed in like. With real negative trolling towards me, like, you know, so like what that tells me is like there's a market out there for this. Like, there's people who soak up this, like, calling people out stuff, right? Even when people do it, like, in a milder way, like, so-and-so truthers are quiet now. I never really was down with that either, right? Because, you know, next week, I'm one of those people who is, you know, right? So, like... I just, I, everything about it is just cringy and and bad vibes and, and I just I just I just don't like it. yeah
1: well, I think it's I think it just highlights the toxic side of Twitter and mm-hmm. the fantasy Twitter because it was made in October 2022 We're eight days in it's already got 3,500 followers. so I mean it's like mm-hmm. yeah there are people out there looking just for other people to fail that are mm-hmm. that's why jealousy was a big thing about it, you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, Julia is tapping into your
0: uh, Atlanta uh, fandom here. Uh, Huge game this week, Atlanta versus Tampa Bay. Do you foresee a close game (laughs) or Tampa Bay taking a two-game losing streak and run away with a 10-plus point victory, et cetera? What do you think? What's your thoughts on this
1: game? So being a division game, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go Tampa Bay – winning 35 to 20, 28, maybe 20 something. Or it's going to go Tampa Bay winning 35 to like nine. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the Falcons could win. They have played close games in almost all their games, but the fact that they do run the ball so much and that's the strength of Tampa Bay's defense, mm-hmm. you know, they might could pull off an upset, but I'm not looking for it. I'm I'm going to be busy tomorrow anyway, so I'm not going to watch the game, but I'm not. Mm. Not expecting too much from it, to be honest, especially not using Kyle pits very well.
0: Hmm. Look at you with your Mike Coulds, Mister Georgia. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of a lot of uh, Brady and Godwin popular in, mm-hmm. in cash cash games for uh, yep. for DFS this week because of their cost and, and their matchup. And uh, just to uh, let you know, um, take a guess, uh, Josh. Uh, the other day what uh, what Tampa Bay's implied total was. Hmm. For, for the whole game or for their side? For their side. Like, yeah,
1: their, their team implied total. It's probably, it's probably going to weigh too, probably like 20-something. 20
0: 28.3. Sound familiar? That's...
1: Oh, no. <laughs> you had to do that to me. You had to do that to me right before we get off air. Yeah. I don't think that's coincidence. There is a conspiracy out there. <laughs> to troll on the Falcons any chance you get.
0: Listen, I don't want to troll. I wanted them nah. to win that so badly, like, you know, I mean,
1: if you do that, you open yourself up for people to make fun of you. So
0: I'm I'm on record as as a Tom Brady hater as Same. a person, as a man, as a person, not not not, not so much as as a well, player. We yeah. have like a minute left. He got di- they're getting a divorce apparently, so Oh, let's do some wild speculation about about uh, about Tom Brady and, and and his divorce. And nah, I don't know. Whatever. I think Aaron
1: Rodgers moves in. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> sort of oh. real QB controversy.
0: Yeah, I think you saw the the tweet that I that I, that I retweeted. Uh, Throw Rogan <laughs> yeah. as a nickname for Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just
1: I meant Jeff to bring skills. it up, Darren, but I cannot remember it exactly, and I didn't want yeah. to ruin it. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really funny. He is, he is the worst. What, a, what a, he's a jabroni. That's the word I use for
0: people like that. Yeah, jabroni for sure.
1: Um, Julie had one more question. I think Algiers the guy over Huntley. I just want to answer that before we hopped off.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think it's gonna be a one A one B.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny. Like I was thinking the other day. Like you know, redraft waivers are like you know. Oh, maybe let's let's see if uh. Let's see if we can get uh, uh some some Mike Boone or some, you know, what Isaiah McKenzie, right? Dynasty waivers are like, uh, you know, let's uh, let's go uh you know into my couch and get some quarters for uh Caleb Huntley and uh Avery Williams. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh by the way, tight end for the Bills, Quentin Norris, Quentin Morris, I kind of like him. Like, Knox is out this week. I'm not saying he's going to have a big week, but I, I want to see like, you know, if he gets an op- opportunity. Like, do they even bother to target him when they have so many other choices? But they do have other folks banged up. So, yeah, that that'll be interesting.
1: Also, uh, Kate um, Otten too. Since it's a dynasty, he's yeah should be getting the start for Tampa Bay this week. So, I'm playing uh, some DFS lineups already.
0: Yeah, Kate, I, I did too. Kate Otten was my was my number three tight end mm-hmm. coming into the draft and they basically have told Kyle Rudolph you don't exist and breaks out so yep. yeah yeah you know and in a game where they have a high implied uh, implied total like if you want to if you want a cheap piece of that 28 implied total look at us we're turning into a DFS
1: <laughs> well Deion Dion Jones is is I don't I haven't seen him play yet he's if he is he's not completely healthy and they don't have someone to really cover tight ends that well so yeah All right. you know Well, that just about
0: does it uh, for us folks. Uh, Please make sure if you're listening to audio on the Going For Two Live podcast network that you subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching here on the YouTubes, please take a second and subscribe to the channel and give us a little thumbs up on the video. Uh, Time for plugs. Josh, where
1: can they find you and your work? Yeah, you can find me at Rotonaut on Twitter. Um, I usually have a weekly article out, but I I'm not doing it this week for some things going on in my personal life, but I will have that for next week, uh, weekly rankings, dynasty rankings, all that good stuff at goingfor for com. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF
0: junkie underscore dynasty rankings, going for uh, com, as well as the occasional article there uh, and not much in season. I'm more of an off season writer, uh, but uh, my magnum opus of the 10 commandments of, of dynasty. Trading is up there. Uh, And uh, you can also uh, catch me uh, on Dynasty Fever. It's audio only. We record Wednesday. Episodes drop on Thursday. And you can follow that show at Dynasty Fever Pod. Please make sure that you follow the going for two fam on the tweeters. uh, Going for two. uh, And also, uh, was it going for... Underscore four two? Going for underscore two? I Shit, I should have checked. <laughs> and, and going for two live as well. We have a podcast for you every day of the week, Sunday morning pregame. And then every night of the week, we, we've got shows for you, uh, including a doubleheader here on Saturday night. Uh, so in, in a few minutes on this very YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see Cover Zero, our IDP podcast so if if you're if you're down with idp then uh then then watch uh watch them cover zero it's pre-recorded though so don't ask them any questions because they're not gonna answer actually i think they i think uh jordan said they're gonna uh try to like watch when it's on and like answer questions that are in the chat you know anyway so but uh I do have one uh, more yeah. quick one
1: real quick. Yeah. yeah sure. Tomorrow at noon I will be on the Going for Two live uh the pregame oh, show. So I'll be nice. on there at noon tomorrow. Nice. If I think I'm
0: I think I'm doing the 23rd. Yeah. So Yep. We'll see. All right, but about things <laughs> things always come up though. I always got things to do. So, yep. All right, folks, thank you so much for spending your time with us whether it's on the YouTube's here live or uh on, on the audio version of Going for Two live podcast feed. That's a wrap. Thanks for being with us.